So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com. I feel like I am ready. Okay, good. Excellent. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, lords and ladies, the dead queen, lords and ladies, and all of that and everything in between. We really, we need a new intro. Yeah, I think so. I think people are tired of your shit. Yes. Welcome. It is season three, episode one. Three seasons, Megan. Oh, that's right. We're in a new year. How about that? That's so crazy. Much like this marriage, I think everyone is surprised we have made it thus far. Yeah. Well, what Me can you do? It. it is season three, episode one of the world famous Chart Topping. So I married an alcoholic podcast. I'm Chris. I'm an alcoholic. And I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. It has been entirely too long since we have come down to the boob studio or the milk room, as Mac's friends like to call it. I know. I overheard that. Oh, Jesus. Mac had some uh, friends over. What was it? New Year's Eve? Yeah, he had a little New Year's Eve couple friends sleepover. Little New Year's Eve gathering? Yes. Because that's what you do when your parents are alcoholics? Yeah, because you it's a good place to come. We don't have plans. Uh, also, your hair is a good place to come. So I've been told. By many, <laughs> many men. Some things have not changed, darling. <laughs> You're ridiculous. Anywho, so we're upstairs hanging out. We're watching the ball drop. I'm actually just kidding. I haven't watched the ball drop in years because I am on the wrong side of 40. No, I know. And I was super busy. Christmas will like came and went and it's so insane leading up to it. And then you think you get a break after, but it actually just got even like more hectic here. Yeah, we took a little impromptu trip to North Carolina. Yeah, and leading up to that, I worked a couple days. Mac had the party, so we had to prepare for that, and I had to do a science fair project. And Meg's parents do, this is actually brilliant, Meg's parents do the 23rd is like their big Christmas Eve celebration. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we kind of lay low on Christmas Eve, but on the 23rd, Meg's mom has all of her father's side of the family over, which again is brilliant because... People don't have plans on the 23rd. Yeah, no, everybody's So busy. everyone comes. You know, the 24th, the 25th, whatever. Yeah. So it's actually a great idea. So anywho, uh, what were we just talking about? I don't know how Christmas came when it was lovely, but then it never died down. Like, it's just been busy ever since. Yeah, and now it's back to work. You know what the best part of this time of year is? What? Throwing that fucking fire starter of a tree out. Oh, my God. I was so glad to see it go. I actually, I undecorated it the day after Christmas and was like, get this thing out of here. But, yeah, when we returned from North Carolina yesterday, it was still there. There is no fucking around in this household. It is out with the old and in with the new. Yeah, see a tree. And I love a live Christmas tree, but this thing was completely dead, so... It was shedding all of its needles. I'm actually surprised it still had needles left on it when we got back. Even the Christmas trees got fucked up in the pandemic. I know, right? They weren't that big and bushy this year. A little sad. It was. But it was still a lovely tree. Rather metaphoric. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, we got an email. Oh, I don't know. We were down in North Carolina. I was out hunting the elusive pheasant while Megan was at home rearing the child and dealing with Grammy Jude's bullshit. And it was from a listener, of course. And she said, why don't you guys talk about other disorders in the mental health realm? I think hers was not hers, like her disorder. Her suggestion. But her suggestion was to talk about eating disorders. 
and things like that. And I agree. And I actually, it's funny. I, I know we haven't recorded in a while, but I've had a couple other topics on my mind. And the running theme is why don't we talk about as a society really hard things? Oh, you know what I mean? So I want this season to be a season of talking about really hard things. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. You like that? Yeah. Um, Because I think, you know, Chris and I obviously are alcoholics and addicts. Um, I think we've also dealt with other really hard things. And I think for some reason we're not allowed to talk about them. Our society says you got to keep all that kind of stuff quiet. Which is interesting, right? Because there is starting to be this shift. And again, I think you started to see it. Maybe not you started to see it, but it's obviously a bigger platform than everything else in, I think it started my first, I guess, most memorable event would be when that girl bowed out of the Olympics because I don't remember the exact circumstances, but it was something related to mental health. Yes. And for the first time, I want to say ever, people sort of rallied around her. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, which is which is great, but I think there's still so much more. You know, obviously addiction is a huge thing, um, but I think there's so many more topics that either we can speak to or we can have people on to speak to. Yes, and that's something I, I want to say in the, the wrap-up episode last year or maybe our first episode in season two, we started talking about like things that we wanted to do not only with our lives, but with the show, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm pretty sure we fell short on all of the above. Yeah. I mean, our lives are going okay, but we just... Are they, though? I thought so. Huh? Do you have something you'd like to share? You want to talk about hard things? Sure. Let's talk about living with you. <laughs> Quite the opposite. Certainly is. No, but I think, you know, we made our typical New Year's resolutions... And, and just like everyone else, we didn't fall through. Yeah, two weeks into that, we fucked up. Although I am proud to announce that I still have several gym memberships. Good. None of which I've ever been to. I know. It is what it is. They drive me crazy when I see them come out every month. Yeah. It's too much of a hassle. Yeah. So I was thinking this episode, maybe we could just do a recap of where we've been, what's been happening, that type of thing, and then dive into the hard things next week. Let us recap, darling. Okay. You go first. Um, well, I think the last time we recorded it was honestly, was it before Thanksgiving or maybe right after? I think it was. I'm actually embarrassed how long it's been. And we made a couple of attempts and I always either had to shit or, you know, I wasn't in the mood or life was happening at an unfortunately rapid rate. Yeah. And we need to get better at that. We need to get better at prioritizing what we what needs to be done. We do. And I'd like to say that we need to carve out a time, you know, every Saturday at 9 a.m. we come down and record or Sundays at 3 p.m. or whatever. But I, unfortunately, with all the moving parts in our lives, that's just not possible. I know. I almost think we need to commit to it on Saturdays. Like, I know you work Saturdays, but Saturday evenings... We're alcoholics. We never have plans. Saturdays are for the birds. I know, but I'm just saying. And I don't mean the eagles. Yeah, the Chris isn't a sports guy. I mean the pheasants. So th- there's really no good excuses, except we just couldn't get around to it. Yeah. We, we didn't make enough time. No, we didn't make it a priority. I also though feel like I'm still running in place, like thinking about all the things that I have to accomplish. And I know they don't all need to 
be accomplished today. I just have so much to get done. Insert Peloton joke here. <laughs> that is on my list too. But uh, I just, I, you know, I, I feel like we got home from being away. So Christmas happened and you know it's a cluster leading up to Christmas. Yeah, anybody that has kids can honestly appreciate that. Even if you don't have kids and you lead some sort of quasi-normal social life, Christmas is just go, go, go. Yeah, and I mean, I cut things out. I was talking about the numerous holiday parties that I did not attend. Mm-hmm. I'm a non-attender of work holiday parties anymore. I, I just don't have the time for that. Do you feel bad about that? I don't. Really? No, is that wrong? I That's, I guess, for you to decide and, and the listeners to, to tear you a new asshole on. So I think the only thing I question is is do I not attend because mm. of like past memories, past poor performance at work parties? <laughs> <laughs> is that the reason I don't attend? Is it such a cop out that I don't go? But in reality, I, I think it's very nice that companies throw parties. I really do. And I think it's nice to get together with people you work in a social atmosphere. But at that time of year, I have so much to be getting done. And quite honestly, sometimes I'd rather just spend it with my family. So I think the same question can be asked about other obligations. Do you not attend X, Y, Z because of past poor performances? Or is it strictly, do you feel some sort of way about attending a a pretty regular drinking event and don't drink? I think that sometimes I am careful or conscious to avoid some of those events. And I don't think that's a bad thing. I think if you're keeping your own sobriety, your own health in mind, Mm. I think that's okay. Sure. And not that I think I'd be in jeopardy of drinking at them, but, you know, why push the hand? Why tempt fate? You know, like, I I don't know if you necessarily need to put those things in your life if it's something that causes you stress. If anything, I think some of those big social um, events like that or, you know, the thought of having to get dressed up and like putting my best foot forward or, you know, being in a social setting with, um, you know, people that because these parties aren't just like my core group of working friends. Does that make sense? No, no, it's everybody like a full from night of making small talk. I think that almost in a way kind of spurs up those memories more than anything else. Right. Does that make sense? It does. I know personally, I also did not attend any of my work related holiday functions this year. I, I, I'm not going to say that it's because I was afraid of drinking or anything like that. Sometimes, Strike that from the record, please. Most times, I just don't feel like showing up. Yeah, and I it's I know that's bad because there's things that it's you know terrible. we commit to showing up to, but I don't think it's bad in a sense either. I think sometimes one of the things I was never good at is saying no to anything, mm. even if it was going to cause me undue stress, harm, whatever it was. Sure. If there was something to be at, somewhere to go, someone that needed something, I always said yes. And I think now it actually speaks to my sobriety that sometimes I'm like, nope, that's not for me. Nope, just not going to go. I think that's good in terms of setting boundaries. Yes, that's. I was never good at the boundaries. I, I think it's also good to learn how to just, in the words of the great Nancy Reagan, Megan, to just say 
no. Like, I don't necessarily think that that's a bad thing. No, I don't either. And I don't really think there needs to be a reason attached to it either. No, and, it's some, you know, sometimes I think, too, we overthink what the reason behind it is. I don't even think you necessarily need to do that. Like much of this podcast, I know for me personally, if I could just go to, well, frankly, any function, you know, I, I enjoy a good game of dress up. And if you could just put me in like a glass box in the corner... You'd be happy. Yeah, like I'm lying in state. Yeah. And then people could just walk by, say a little prayer, say hello, and move the fuck on. I don't know if you remember, but you and went to bring your... Bring me some of those bacon-wrapped scallops. Yeah, you went to your Christmas party last year, but you were all fucked up about it because you couldn't bring a spouse. Yeah. And again, Chris and I are safety in numbers. We travel very well together. I think safety in numbers is a huge part of this program. Actually, a fundamental part if you want to look at the whole... AA, how it works, Definitely. you know? Now, let me ask you this. When we're sure. talking about safety in numbers, and Chris and mm. I always travel as a pair, here's an interesting question. You know who has a lot of numbers? No. Aaron. Okay. We have not moved on. That's good. I have. I actually moved on from the very beginning. That's unfortunate. Yep. Just in case you're wondering, Aaron, I miss you. Anyway. So I think it's an interesting question to pose, and we've never actually really talked about this out loud. Posit the question, Megan. Do you think the fact that we go places together, Chris and I have talked about this, we are more comfortable when the other one is there. I talked about it going to my high school reunion. You know, my safe person wasn't there. Do you think there's a codependency in that? I very much think it's a double-edged sword. Right? Because I actually don't think of us as very codependent anymore. Yeah, well, if you want to really break it down, I think humans are codependent at their very nature. Yeah, sure. none of us would exist without the other. Okay, I like that. Right? Sure. Profound. Very. I also think that, yes, there is a sort of codependency issue there, but I don't think it has that typical negative connotation of codependency. Yeah, I don't think we do it in an unhealthy manner. No, I think that we now, again, several years after... I think that we lean on each other for most of the time the appropriate reasons, sometimes still very inappropriate. Mm -hmm. But I think that that's I think that that speaks to our relationship. I, I don't again, I, I just don't think of it as a negative thing. I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I look at it more as a team, not a codependence. Now, obviously, like anything, we can push that too far because there are times that we will not have each other. And I don't mean, you know, till death do us part. Uh, uh, it doesn't need to go that far. I mean that there are certain things and everyday events that we will not be able to, quote unquote, show up for each other. Yes. And that, I think, sometimes can be a good thing, sometimes can be a bad thing, right? Yeah, I mean, I've said this. When you were first going back to work, working these crazy hours and stuff like that, I was all feared up. We haven't used that term in a while. Ooh, thank I know. you. Thank you, Megan. <laughs> um, because of that, because, you know, Chris was always here, literally always here, on our couch, whatever I needed, you know, he took a lot of, he took care of a lot of things. Still do. And I, it's actually not true, but I was actually terrified. It actually uh, motivated me mm. to be more independent. 
Sure. Now, Chris takes it way far to the extreme. Yeah. Like, he goes to work now and can just, like, sit with his hands in his pants the rest of the time. Yep. But that's we're putting a stop to that, 2023. I get the breadwinner trophy, so go fuck yourself. Yeah, but it doesn't work that way. But anyway, I think in that sense, it is good, that little bit of separation. Because we didn't have it before. We kind of were very... Intermeshed, hence why we were able to record a podcast every week. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's actually a very good point. Yeah, like we, this was our, you know, we were together. If I wasn't at work, we were together. You know, so I, I mean, or it, golfing. Yeah, or golfing. But even you know, once Frankie came along, like we did some things independently. I'm not saying that. I just mean, more often than not, we were together. Yes. So, uh, you know, in that sense, I think it's good to have that separate, that independence. I think it is. I think it fosters, a, I don't know, just another healthier level of the relationship. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, be, I, I don't even know. Is it too much to say that we don't need each other as much as we used to, but we want each other? I agree with that. And that's a really awesome place to be. Yeah. You know, it's not that codependent. It's that partnership. Mm. So the 23rd was the big Christmas party. That was a blast. I know we're still, we're getting off track here. Year in review. Or last month in review. Then the 24th was Christmas Eve. We do nothing normally. Chris actually worked. And I had... I would say that was my most relaxing day of the entire Christmas season. Because I wasn't here? Yeah, Chris wasn't here. And me and the kids, we like ordered Chinese food. We baked together. We made gingerbread men. We watched a football game. It was like exactly what Christmas season is supposed to be. There was no hustle. There was no rush. I had had all the wrapping and everything done. So I literally just sat and enjoyed both my kids all day. Not a bad place to be. No, it was awesome. And then Christmas morning happened, which was also lovely and magical. And I have to say, so Frankie's like at this interesting age, right? She like kind of gets it. Like she didn't understand it's Christmas Eve, Santa comes tomorrow. But she understood presents. But in the most remarkable thing, I still think about it and how like blown away by it I was. Frankie would open one present. She would play with it for a while and then maybe a couple hours open another one. We've literally been opening presents since Christmas Day. There's still presents unwrapped upstairs. Yep. She's got one more remaining. Or is it unwrapped? Wrapped. Wrapped. But yeah. And it's funny because then she'd come down like the next morning and be like, oh, look, mommy, a surprise. It's like Christmas all over. Exactly. And I was like, this is a wonderful like This is the way I hope she always experiences this. Like what kid can sit open one present and, you know, just sit and enjoy that gift? Maybe she won't be an alcoholic. I don't know. That was my first glimpse at hope. (laughs) The other thing was I was incredibly proud of myself because as I've talked about before, I love Christmas and like the whole like Christmas morning and all that kind of stuff. And I think in times past, I would have been like, no, you have to sit and open everything. Wait, we have to open everything. Let's get the pictures. Let's open all the presents. Don't you want to see what's next? Don't you want to see what's next? But I was kind of fine with it. I just rolled with it. Uh, I would say Christmas morning, she literally maybe opened three gifts. Yeah, uh, yeah well, yeah, yeah, probably. So I think that was great. And then, I don't know, the week after Christmas, she seemed to get busy. 
because then we started baking and packing to go to North Carolina. There was the science fair project that had to be completed Ugh. and start it all in the same like 48 hours. Who assigns a science fair project over the Christmas break? No, I'm pretty sure they assigned it in like October. Oh, but the forehead never did it. Yeah, or whatever. Mac never did it. I mean, you know, he's been working on it apparently, but... Mentally. Uh, yeah, I guess. Envisioning. Yeah, here I am ordering stuff, rush shipping from the Amazon to get the supplies. <laughs> um, And then we, you know, Mac had his friends over and then we kind of like celebrated his birthday a little bit because we have a full January full of birthdays. And then we literally left New Year's Day for North Carolina. So it was crazy. Yeah. Do you want to talk about North Carolina at all? Uh, you know, I, what can I say? My family's fucked up. Everyone says. I don't think that's the take-home message. Oh, let me let me change gears. Let me rewind a little bit. So we went to North Carolina to see my family. Always, always good to see my family. Yeah. Because, again, none of them are local. I, I have family up in Massachusetts. I have some family down in North Carolina. But anyways, we went down there. It, it was just... You know why it was so good? So two reasons. Number one, because it was 70 degrees the entire week. It was beautiful. And two, there was no pressure to do anything. No, exactly. And it's funny because I feel like um, like Jude kept being like, oh, I feel bad. We're not doing anything. Like, we're not keeping you entertained. I was like, this is great. Yeah, like I've been working 80 hours for the better part of five months. I don't want to do shit. And Christmas is exhausting. I'm still tired from it. We could actually just sit here and stare at each other and I'd be happy. That's taking it a little far. You know, like honestly. That's codependency. But we did good stuff. Like, you know, we did each day. We went out for a little outing except the day it rained all day. But we ate most of our meals in. Like, it was just a very relaxing time. It really was. And I think that's like the beauty of being with family too is like, you know, we didn't have to, it didn't have to be a big show or anything like that. It's almost like I am actually really looking forward to doing Disney with Frankie because it's going to be like this amazing, amazing, magical experience once, once in a lifetime for sure. But at the same time, I am not looking forward to the, we have three and a half weeks worth of stuff to cram into four days. Yeah. Disney's exhausting. Yeah, exactly. I'm tired of thinking about it. So that's why it was good. It's almost like going down to Jim and Valia's bed and breakfast, right? Exactly. There's no pressure. You don't have to do anything. Like, yes. you know, we don't have to go out. It's funny when Chris and I first started dating or we were married, who knows? And Chris was like, let's go to the boardwalk. And I was like, yeah, so we go to rides like once, maybe twice a season. That is because Mimi uh, forgot her Northeast Philly roots and she thinks she lives in South Stone Harbor and she's too good for the boardwalk. No, it's because it's super expensive and it's not special if you take your kids every night. That's no, how I feel. No, the boardwalk is my people. <laughs> no one said they weren't. I'm just saying. Like, a lot of tank tops, bad teeth. You don't need to go and drop $200 on rides every weekend you're down there. It's nuts. No, you do. You don't. You must stimulate the local economy. I mean, we do in other ways. We're just not doing that. Right, that's fair. Same with going out to eat down there. I'd rather go on a Tuesday. I have no desire to go out Friday, Saturday night when we're there. I'd rather stay in those nights and cook. No, eating uh, at any coastal location, I don't care where you are, is an absolute fucking nightmare. But 
as usual, we have digressed. Okay. Focus, Megan. I'm sorry. Megan started taking, what did you start taking? Um, An extended release Ritalin. It's not working. I don't think so. I think you need to call up Auntie Gay P to have them inserted into your bum bum. <laughs> I know. I can't focus. Well, we can put that on the list of things to talk about. I think that's a good one. What, up the finger up the bum bum or? No, I mean, that's just a regular like show intro type thing. Sure. No, I think that's a good thing to talk about too. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Do you have anything else or? No. No. All right. So shoot out some hard topics that you want to talk about this season. So I think, you know, again, going forward, Hopefully this is going to work out a little bit better than it did last year. Yes. We will start to really integrate some guests into the show. We will start to talk about some things other than ourselves, although naturally we are wildly entertaining. Yeah, thank God. People are tired of us. I'm sure they are. Mm -hmm. Although the numbers don't really say that, so that's okay. True story. Yeah. I don't want to say, you know, push the show into a different direction, But I think we need to broaden our horizons to a certain extent. Absolutely. You know, and what exactly that entails, I I don't know. I'm not sure yet. Okay. I'll have to pick up some garbage and and think about it. Sounds good. Sell a house or two. That sounds great, honey. Yes, darling. Okay. All right. Well, we can wrap it up. Happy New Year, everyone. We're sorry for our absence again. And in 2023, we commit, of course, to each other. And to the show. Oh, that's so nice, Maggie. What do you got? That's it. That's all I got. All right. Good night. I'm Megan and I'm an alcoholic. I'm Chris and I am an alcoholic. Cut off your pets privates. And please, if you are struggling in any way, put your hand up, reach out, ask for help. So I Married an Alcoholic is sponsored by RealtorAndABaby.com. Are you looking to buy, sell, or lease real estate? Even if you're not in greater Philadelphia, reach out with your contact information so you can be connected with the most qualified realtor in your area. RealtorAndABaby at gmail.com.